in the long history of the world, only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. Finally, whether you are citizens of America or citizens of the world, ask of us here the same high standards of strength and sacrifice which we ask of you. With a good conscience, our only sure reward, with history the final judge of our deeds, let us go forth to lead the land we love, asking his blessing and his help, but knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. I bet many of you have heard the sensationalized portion of that speech, but few have contextualized it. It's not so much about what we can do for our country, but about what we can do as individuals for the freedom of man. Never ask what your country can do for you, because the governments of the world are not going to save us. It has always been and will always be up to us, the individuals. And in fact, the more we rely on government to uphold these freedoms, the more we expose ourselves to tyranny. Here we are on July 4th. It's Independence Day. Our founding fathers appealed to Great Britain. They appealed to the king and were shot down. In fact, their appeal, the Olive Branch Petition, wasn't even read by the king at all. Their only other choice was to appeal to heaven. So they declared their independence and went to war. Now, appeal to heaven is a phrase coined by John Locke. He was a British philosopher in the 1600s. He said, where the body of the people or any single man is deprived of their right or is under the exercise of a power without right and have no appeal on earth, then they have a liberty to appeal to heaven. Now, here we are on the cusp of a financial revolution, modern day. Now, Bitcoin is a peaceful monetary appeal to heaven. We can opt out. Governments and central banks are not gonna save us. They're not gonna stop printing money. They're not going to stop siphoning our wealth through inflation. They're not going to stop manipulating the economy for whatever reason they deem important. Should we just tell them to stop? Of course not. They will not listen. Our only appeal would be to monetary heaven. That's Bitcoin. So today in this episode, we are going to take a deep dive into IBEX. It's my favorite way to get businesses set up to accept Bitcoin. It's super easy, super fast. 
They can get set up in minutes. And this is a way in which we can just kind of help others learn a way to opt out and show them how to opt out, even if it's just one coffee at a time. And as always, it all starts with the individuals. It's not going to come from the top. It's going to come from the bottom up with each and every one of you. Hope you enjoy. And we are back. Episode three of the B-Commerce podcast, your gateway to the Bitcoin circular economy. I'm Michael Atwood, and as always, I'm joined by John Burnett. But this time we have a special guest, Ibex Mercado's VP of North America, Rye Sterling. How's it going, guys? Going great, Michael. Thanks for having me. Excellent, excellent. Uh, So here we are, episode three. And the first episode was laying the foundation for the why. The second episode was getting into the how. So a little more about, you know, if you understand why we play the game now or why we should accept Bitcoin as a business. Now let's understand how to actually play it, how to accept it, how to incorporate it into your business. So we dove into a whole you know, variety of Bitcoin payment providers and, and different services for holding your Bitcoin or actually selling Bitcoin uh, to your customers, if you so choose. We're really excited this episode to really start you know, putting different companies under the microscope. And uh, you know, John uses Ibex. I use Ibex uh, constantly with small businesses as I'm introducing them to Bitcoin. So we're, we're really happy to have you on. Uh, so I guess, you know, just to kick us off, what is Ibex, right? All right. Well, again, thanks for having me. Uh, both big fan of uh, all the work you both do in your respective spaces. So I uh, appreciate it. So um, I'd break Ibex down into really three product buckets. You know, first and foremost, our, you know, our mission is we make Bitcoin easy. Um, that, that is our goal. Um, and, uh, so the three product buckets you can break Ibex down into is, you know, our Ibex pay solution, which is our merchant facing retail solution, which we'll probably talk mostly about this, this podcast. Um, and that's both from an educational and marketing piece of just getting the name out there and getting people to realize when they see those Bitcoin accepted here stickers on merchant doors, that this is something that merchants can now do accept instant Bitcoin payments. So Ibex Pay would be number one. Uh, Ibex Hub is our infrastructure play, um, and that is all of our Lightning infrastructure. Infrastructure, uh, you know, it's a set of APIs that we expose to po- folks that want to build their own Lightning infrastructure within their products, um, and that's anything from banks, new banks, wallets, exchanges, miners, um, direct integration to point of sales. Uh, Etc. So again, we we provide the tools for them to then build their products with, and that's Ibex Hub. Uh, and then our third is our DWM Digital Wealth Management, and that's our OTC desk. Um, that's uh, based out of New York City and um, <clears throat> really services the globe. So those are the three product buckets for Ibex. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, did, now did you guys primarily start? My understanding. It all kind of started what in 2017 as like an exchange, right? Exactly. So our uh, our founders uh, Jose Limos and his brother um, Limos, I still can't get the accent right. Um, <laughs> uh, they they were just hardcore Bitcoiners. They believed in it. They you know they knew about it from early on. They had intense interest, but they kind of ran into the problem that a lot of people run into in these foreign markets. Uh, where can I buy it? Um, Ibex was founded in Guatemala in 2017. So they started as an exchange and that OTC desk really um, is where our roots are. And and so money logistics is kind of our background. Um, And because of our knowledge of money logistics, it kind of made the growth of the products a little bit easier. And the way we built the products um, because of that knowledge allowed us to um, really be boots on the ground and first to market in a lot of these segments. Yeah. And I guess... You know, like speaking of that, when was it? 2021, 
El Salvador became the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. And, you know, my understanding and from what I saw, you guys were kind of on the front lines of that. Yeah. Uh, can um, you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So I, I unfortunately wasn't around for for that original um, boots on the ground expansion. I, you know, I came in shortly after. Um, but that was really what kicked us off into being, you know, a, a, a services company in terms of our technology offerings. Um, and when El Salvador made that announcement, uh, we sent a team over there for uh, boots on the ground. And that's really, that's a big, that's a big motto here at Ibex boots on the ground, you know, first to market, not first to advertise. And how do we do that? We do that by being boots on the ground. So for Miami 2022 conference, same thing. We all came here, we sat up a few months before. So that strategy has carried over, um, from El Salvador. But so we sent a team over there and we realized, well, there's no, no merchant solutions here. You know, the government's going to make it legal tender. Well, how are people going to accept all this, you know, $30 of free Bitcoin that they're giving to all the citizens. Um, so we put an ungodly timeline on our CTO and his team and said, you have to get this done in two weeks. And sure enough, two weeks later, our uh, Rafa, he's a, he's a champ of a CTO. And he came back and we had our preliminary BPT or Bitcoin payment terminal, which is, you know, the, the main product of Ibex Pay, which allows people to accept instant Bitcoin payments, generate that lightning uh, invoice and and take a payment via any lightning wallet. Um, so there was uh, there was the the merchant solution, and then um, for a brief while we powered uh, the Chivo Chivo wallet and <clears throat> via our partner Coinbase. So that's that kind of how it how it all started. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, boots on the ground, proof of work. You know, going exactly. out, shaking a business owner's hand, shaking your rancher's hand, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Right, and I just want to highlight something. Rafa said two weeks, and it actually took two weeks. That's unheard of. Yeah. Well, no, we, <laughs> he, he was told he had to do it in two weeks, and <laughs> so so it was. He actually did it in uh, two weeks, and you know, once we had that solution available, we were um, we were able to onboard Starbucks, and I'm sure everybody saw that. You know, start first Starbucks coffee bought with Bitcoin. Well, that was via Ibex Pay, and um, we quickly got the Benihanas and the Subways and the. Pollo Comparos and the Burger Kings and um, Juan Valdez and, and all these uh, these these chain uh, conglomerate restaurants down there in in uh, Latin America. So it, it grew pretty quickly. Um, and then you know another thing that we do is we do do instant USD convertibility. So that was a big piece of our offering. It ties back to the kind of the money logistics knowledge that we have is how how to get that done and. Um, you know, not everybody takes that option. A lot of people just want to stack their Bitcoin, but there are businesses in which they need to, um, you know, they, they just buy a charter. They want to have it converted into USD. So that's that's how we quickly spread there. I remember uh, uh, right before the conference, you guys were everywhere <laughs> and we were we were <laughs> running in and out trying to set up our business and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometime before that. But then it was nobody's available, just running around the whole town and. Yeah. And then somehow you had this great setup at the conference and you just mystically built it and looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that speaks to the power of Ibex pay and the way it was designed is, you know, we can onboard an entire stadium or, uh, you know, a 107 vendor conference the, the night before, um, we had 107 merchants spread throughout the BTC 2022 conference. And at the time we had, um, and those were just at the conference. And then outside of the conference, restaurants like uh, John's, at, you know, Takiza, which was, you know, really the first one we hit up when we got to Miami. You know, it was, it was, it was the easiest on board and it was, the, it was the first place we went to. It was a, actually a Bitcoin meetup, which is why we were there. Um, and so we had about 50 something restaurants outside of the conference also accepting Bitcoin payments. And we were able to onboard those in... Oh, I would say, you know, about two months and you know, we got there in January. And by the time we, you know, set up, you know, shop and went all that and hit the, hit the streets for some sales, um, it was, it was around two months to onboard those merchants. And now we have closer to, to 70 and almost 200 around the U S so it's, uh, it's been going quickly, but again, back to Ibex pay, the ability and how easy it is to set up your admin dashboard and create all these Bitcoin payment terminals, um, that's that's really where we got ahead. And you know, this, the the payment terminal was something that caught my eye. I don't know that most small businesses realize this, but uh, I was struggling to find a solution 
where we could accept simply, but they would integrate with the business. But a big concern of mine was control issues, right? So if you, you know, how do you do it? If you have a tablet, what do you use? Can they move money? Can you restrict them? Can you not? And uh, it was the it was the solution. It was the simplest thing, but it was what blew me away. Is you just copy this BPT, the Bitcoin payment terminal, and you can put it on anybody's phone, and all they can do with it is take money on your behalf. There's mm-hmm. like zero risk. And uh, and when we met, I mean, the whole Bitcoin community is quite a, a miraculous thing. We met just fatefully on a Bitcoin meetup, which happened fatefully because of some tweet I posted out to a couple guys that were in town. And, uh, and I remember I was like, man, I want to accept this is, this is really frustrating. And you're like, we can help you. <laughs> so off we went. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. I just, you know, fresh off the boat here to, here to help. Uh, yeah. And, you know, again, that what you just said about, you know, having, being able to instantly turn an employee into a merchant for you um, is very powerful. Uh, and again, the only thing they can do is take money on your behalf. Uh, and you can instantly share that BPT to any device. We're device agnostic. So um, it's a very quick way to just expand your business and, and have zero fear of them. You know, any nefarious activity, they can't see your balance back in your admin dashboard. You know, they can only see the transactions that occurred on their their BPT and they can't reverse them or anything. They just create invoices and charge. That's it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty fantastic. Uh, that's something that really stood out to me with Ibex is the fact that I could easily get a business set up and the business would be able to share this Bitcoin payment terminal, like to all their staff super easily. Uh, that was like a big, big selling point, especially because the onboarding was so fast. And like, maybe we can kind of zoom in uh, a little bit on some of that process. Um, yeah. You know, something that that I really, you know, like I said, that that's what I love so much about it. And whenever I used to go to a business owner and I wanted to get them set up with like some sort of, you know, to accept Bitcoin, I would have to have them go through KYC or KYB. Um, they would, you know, have to link their bank account and give their driver's license and social security number, like before they even accepted a Bitcoin payment at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and this process took time and it, ha- it had to be, you know, approved by some third party, you know, provider. Um, maybe they would have to set up like two factor authentication first. And mm-hmm. most of them are like two factor what? Like, I just want to accept money Uh, and, and you know, it's good to have, but, um, you know, whenever a business is just wanting to get their feet wet and they've never done this before and they're willing to try, but then you go, oh, well to try, you have to jump through 50 hoops before you can even get started. Um, that was really difficult for myself to approach people on like what you guys have done with that. uh, Like, again, just kudos. It's I appreciate uh, it. spectacular. Yeah. And that was a, that was something we thought of early on of, you know, the whole KYC, KYB process, you know, if, if someone's just wants to accept Bitcoin, well, they should just be able to accept Bitcoin. Right? We shouldn't Amen. need to, we should, yeah, we shouldn't need to drag them through all these hoops and loops. Now, if you want USD convertibility and you want to get back on the, the, the train on the other side, okay, well, we're going to need some of that stuff. Um, you know, it's not really on us. It's, it's, it's just required by the law, but you know, <laughs> um, if you want to take uh, you know USD, um, but as far as the the sign up process goes, if you have an email and a good internet connection, you can have you can be in your admin dashboard and accepting Bitcoin payments in under five minutes. Um, so you know, if I guess uh, I'll just throw it out here now, if you go to ibex pay i b e x pay dot ibex mercado m-e-r-c-a-d-o dot com um you'll go right to our registration page so ibexpay.ibexmercado.com throw in your email you'll get a confirmation you'll confirm a password and you'll log in it's ibex not ebex <laughs> um <laughs> yeah get that one a lot. yeah that's the elephant in the room <laughs> i'm under the impression if you're in latin america it's ebex yeah. but if you're in north america it's ibex yeah, is that... <laughs> that, that that seems to be the, the rule of thumb but we go by ibex up here 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was talking with Jose one day, and I'm over here like, all right, let's settle this once and for all. I'm talking to the CEO founder. Jose, is it Ibex or Ebex? And I'm over here like, no, it's a Latin American, you know, it, well, it, it originated in Latin America, so it must be Ebex. And he's like, ah, Ibex, mm-hmm. whatever, either one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. this is great. Yeah. So, um yeah, once you get the name, the name pronunciation down, you're allowed to sign up. But uh, now the uh, the <laughs> sign. So once you have, you go there, you put in your email, you'll get a registration email or a confirmation email, put in a password, and you're back in your admin admin dashboard, um, ready to go. And uh, once you put your on chain address into your settings, um, you can start taking payment. Uh, in the in the back, the admin dashboard is very simple. You have your home page where you see all your transactions. Um, then you have, uh, an accounts page accounts are really like locations. So if you have a four branch restaurant, you can put each location in there and then you can have managers. Um, managers are really only able to run the reports at the end of the day to see the transaction history and see their BPTs, Bitcoin payment terminals. You can have multiple managers for one restaurant, or you can have one rest or manager for all your restaurants. Uh, that's another cool thing about Ibex pay. You can slice and dice it and make it as complex as you'd like. Or you can make it very simple, um, depending on your business operation. And then there's the most important piece, which is the BPT tab, and that is your Bitcoin payment terminals. And again, you can have as many payment terminals as you'd like for your business. Um, or uh, you just have <laughs> dogs in the background, or you just have the uh, a, a one payment terminal for your business. So, for instance, some uh, you know we have um, a club that they want to know how much volume each of their bars is doing. So they have a PPT bar one, bar two, bar three, and bar four. So they have four Bitcoin payment terminals in one location. But then we have someone else who has one BPT for two locations. So again, really customizable on how you want to see your reporting breakdown. Um, but yeah, that's that's those are the steps. And then again, if you want to take USD convertibility, we take anything from 0% uh, BTC. So you're taking 100% in USD or any split in between zero and 100. So you can go 30% BTC, stack some sats, but then, you know, 70% to cover your cash flows or whatever it is that you need. Um, so you're allowed to drag and drop that meter as long as it's dragged and dropped before a transaction. That's what the next split is. And yeah, that's that's really IBEX pay in a nutshell. And the, uh, the beauty and simplicity of using it, uh, training is super easy. And we had a case where we had a back room booked up with a private party. It was, I think, a Eastern European Bitcoin meetup. It was during the conference. And uh, I asked if everything was okay, and our manager said, yeah, we figured it out. We just took a little handheld POS, and then we copied the BPT onto the staff member's cell phone, and they were taking payments all night long, and people loved it. And we didn't even plan for that. It just spontaneously popped up, and they figured it out. So... It's uh, complex systems are not always the best systems, right? And and we 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 fully recognize that there's there's other systems out there, and um, you know with varying degrees of of what we do, and and we would say again, our mission is we make Bitcoin easy, uh, and we want to make it as simple for these business owners, uh, whether they are orange pilled or not, to start taking um, these instant Bitcoin payments. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking with a guy named uh, Emil. Um, this was a couple of months ago. And I basically, you know, I got a tip off that he might be interested in accepting Bitcoin. So I just showed up and, you know, I, I guess apparently the, the conversation was somebody had asked him, hey, do you want to accept Bitcoin or, or do you accept Bitcoin? He says, no, can I? <laughs> and, and, and Katie, the Russian, she was like, of course. Of course you can. So she called me up. I went down there. Uh, within five minutes, not only did I have them set up, but I had already ordered my food and paid in Bitcoin <laughs> over Lightning, like mm-hmm. just like that. And um, I don't know if we if we touched on this quite yet. Maybe we did. It's 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 a half a percent fee to accept right. a Bitcoin payment, <laughs> like yeah. via Ibex. So yeah, so that's that's uh, that's another thing. Our, our fees, I would say, are probably the most competitive in the industry. Um, we have 0.5% if you keep it in Bitcoin. Um, so that's just a flat 0.5%, no hidden fees. And if you want USD convertibility, it's 1% all in. 
So yeah. that that's all. There, there's no charge to the customer's wallet. There's no charge for you know converting it back out onto your on chain. It's either taking Bitcoin. Or you're you're taking it in UST half a percent or one percent. Yeah, and I I just want to like zoom in a little more on the fact that it's just a a flat rate. It's just half a percent, not plus ten cents, not plus thirty cents, not plus whatever the the payment provider decides to increase it to in the coming months or years. It is a flat rate fee. So. That means like as a business owner, if I, I use this example all the time, just because there's so many people that go and buy a cup of coffee using like maybe the square terminal or the toast terminal or whatever. It doesn't really matter what terminal it is. It's typically going to be around 2.5, 2.6% plus 10 cents. And that 10 cents on $3 is another 3%. So as a coffee shop owner, if you're listening to this, 5.6% on average, every single time somebody swipes their card. Now, if they buy it online, we're talking 12 point, no, sorry, 13% is what you're getting charged for that cup of coffee because then it's 2.9% plus 30 cents. We're, we're coming at you here, Rise, like, hey, half a percent flat. And if you still want dollars, it's a 1% flat. I mean, it's a no freaking brainer. <laughs> like, there's really mm -hmm. no reason yeah. to not. And it's it's funny. It, it, I'm just now after, um, you know, pushing this for oh six months or so. Uh, I'm starting to see people do the math, and they go, "Wait a second! It makes more sense for us to push Bitcoin and take payments in Bitcoin. We can still get the USD." And you start them seeing them do the math in, the, in their head and realizing that wow, even if I want full USD convertibility, I should push Bitcoin adoption more because I'm saving on fees. And I can still run my business as is. I have to take no Bitcoin volatility, blah, blah, blah. But if I just push this new way, then, well, there we go. I, I, I save some, uh, some points off the bottom line. And no chargebacks. Yeah, and and no chargebacks, and that was a that was a crazy use case that I I was you know completely oblivious to the world of chargebacks. I'm, I'm not one to insane. call my credit card company and cancel because I didn't like something. You know, I usually have a word with the owner, try to get something, you know, comped if it's really really bad. But I'm I'm not really one to complain to begin with, so that doesn't really happen. So the chargeback arena was very foreign to me, and the use case that really blew my mind was an eight thousand dollar full sleeve tattoo from a particular tattoo shop um, here in Miami. And the woman went back to her her respective region and called up uh, and canceled the payment. And I go, well, how do you do that? You know, they had video evidence of two full days of her getting this tattoo. They had her signing the waiver. They had everything there. But because she's the customer, the, the credit card company basically told the tattoo shop, listen, you do this much volume a year. This is the cost of doing business. And, and they had to eat it. And, um, you know, we've spoken to, we've signed up a few tattoo shops and one in particular, you know, is $35,000 worth of chargebacks in one year that they had to eat. You know, a lot of people come to Miami for, for tattoos. And I just didn't realize how many flew home with, uh, you know, an indelible tattoo that you can never be removed uh, or, you know, not easily removed and say they never got it. And despite having photo evidence, everything. So. The world of chargebacks was foreign, and, and yeah, so no chargebacks. Once the money's in your account, it's yours. The only way people are getting it back is if they come in and you agree to give it back to them. Yeah, and I, I think it's a, an important like consideration there is that it's not even uh, it's obviously not always just the the customer that is just trying to like defraud the business. I mean, maybe the customer just lost their card, <laughs> like maybe it was mm -hmm. actual fraud, and. Uh, mm -hmm. They like call up the bank and they're like, hey, I did not make this purchase because they did not make that purchase. And, you know, now the business has to eat that because of our system that basically allows for reversibility of these uh, of these payments. And like some view that as a perk, but I think it shifts far too much power into the hands of the consumer when ultimately the consumer doesn't have a reputation to uphold. Not really, not as much as the business. The business is going to be willing to work with you if they did really do something wrong because they have a reputation. The consumer has really no such thing. Um, chargeback protection, instant final settlement via Bitcoin is like a huge 
thing for for society i think mm -hmm. yeah that's right and it's not just about the price of the item or service that they purchased uh you end up having to deal with the chargeback so who's going to do that is it the business owner that already doesn't have enough time is it their accountant that they have to pay for the time to address this nonsense and it's really about incentives too because if you have i believe uh that is still the case that if you have a chip card and it gets swiped and they do a chargeback there's zero recourse for the merchant and this effectively sets up an incentive for scammers to scam and you know they'll figure out ways they always do they're super smart and then you have to deal with this onslaught and so then i'm as a business owner i'm like okay i'm getting a ton of chargebacks i have zero recourse i'm having to deal with them so i pay twice and then i have to worry about the staff doing the right thing so then we have to put that into our training because this is big vulnerability we have to spend extra money training the staff to avoid this problem. It's really a big quagmire of nonsense, which goes away. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, all right. So half a percent fee to accept a Bitcoin payment. You can keep any portion of that in Bitcoin if you want. And any portion you want to go into dollars, it's a 1% fee. Um, now you're now able to, you know, tap into the Bitcoin hype, the Bitcoin marketing. Oh, we accept Bitcoin. Uh, you can put Bitcoin on your balance sheet. Now there's a variety of ways to do it. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm super stoked, uh, uh, for, for Ibex and to have this tool. Um, now from the us based market. I mean, you guys are killing it in Miami. There's businesses in Austin. There's businesses all over the country that are now using Ibex. Um, what have you learned kind of through this process with dealing with certain merchants or different types of merchants being those boots on the ground? Right. Um, well, I'd say we categorize probably three types of, uh, business owners, um, and, and towards, you know, our, our, I guess our sales strategy. I don't like calling it sales because the, the system is free. Um, it's free to sign up. It's, it's so it's not really sales. It's more of an education process. That's what I tell our team. And that's kind of what we like to, I mean, that's, that's really what we're doing. And we're, we're showing you how to use a, a free tool and, and be able to do something new. And if, if you're interested enough, we'll sit down and we'll really spend the time to educate you on Bitcoin and, and why it's better. And, all these points that can help you open up a, a new market and better run your business. Um, so the three types of owners that we encountered were, um, you know, obviously we have the, the guys that have already been orange pilled. They've already begun the process of learning. Um, John is an amazing example of that. You knew right away. I mean, he was hosting a Bitcoin meetup at his restaurant. That's a, that's a good first sign, right? <laughs> they're, they're, he's interested in hanging fruit. Yeah, exactly. He, he's a low hanging fruit. He's interested. Um, and he doesn't take a lot of, he's, he's already asking you the questions of how, you know, and, and if you can do it, great, let's do it. Uh, and then you have the guys that, you know, they might have a Coinbase or, you know, some, some wallet, they bought Bitcoin back in 2017 or 18, these Neo Bitcoiners, as they call them. <laughs> I am one of them. I'm not making fun of them, but, uh, you know, they, these guys that have it and they just have it because, somebody told them to buy some Bitcoin a few years ago or whatever it is. And so the interest is not super high, but when you say, you know, it's like what John said earlier, you mean I can accept Bitcoin payments. They didn't even realize it was an option, you know, they just held it and you know, like, that's it. Um, so once you re they realize there's an option and they open up their mind to it, then again, it's just back to the educational piece, making them feel safe about it and, um, you know, showing them the solution. And, and I would say we have a, fairly high conversion ratio of that type of customer um you know that's kind of there on the fence but once we show them how easy uh and, and the benefits uh and again the fees they're they're all in um and, and we, we do a lot with the hand holding of the education but beyond the education with the marketing you know bitcoin accepted here stickers um how to train your staff making everybody feel inclusive in the um in the process because, you know, at the end of the day, your employees represent your business. And if they don't understand anything about Bitcoin, someone walks in and asks about Bitcoin. Well, 
that they have no answer or they don't know that you do it, you're not going to get any Bitcoin sales. So it's not just the owner wanting to do it. It's the staff also understanding and the owner putting the time in to do that. So that second tier of owner, they do that. They, they, they tell their employees, hey, we're going to start accepting Bitcoin payments and this is just what we're doing. And they don't have to be super far down the rabbit hole or, you know, super orange pill. They're just they're just good businessmen and they understand it's a new opportunity. And then there's the third type of person. And I say to all my fellow people out there trying to onboard Ibex to establishments, um, you see it on Twitter sometimes, you know, if you if you have to fight to explain Bitcoin, well, then you, it's just walk away. Um, they'll come to their own realization at some point. Um, <clears throat> and, and when they do, we're, we're here with arms wide open for them. But we found that the business owners that really made you feel like you were doing these crazy intensive sales on a free system, right? You know, you had to come in two or three times to the establishment, explain it, hold their hand, walk them through it. Every time they, you know, every time they wanted to log into their system, they'd call you and be like, I, I don't know my password. You know, it was almost, it was almost not rude, but it was just like, well, we're not an on-demand call center of how to, you know, you had to remember your own password. Okay. Like this is, this is, you know, starting base 101, you know, if you have no interest in this at all, then you know, and you can't remember your password, then we're not, we're not really looking for that type of customer. So we learned that via, you know, onboarding Miami and, and, you know, a lot of people wanted it for the PR aspect of, oh, we're going to be able to say we accept Bitcoin, but they didn't want to do any of the following steps, training their staff, putting the stickers in the door, et cetera. So when they, you know, they saw one or two transactions throughout the conference, they wondered why, well, that's why. So we don't, if, 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 if you're not interested in our lightning solutions, and this is across the entire company, whether it's our hub product or our pay product, we're not here to convince you. If you're interested in Lightning, you're interested in Lightning infrastructure or accepting Lightning payments, we're your guys. If not, we'll be here uh, when you, when you, when that point of your journey as a, as a businessman comes around, we'll be here for you. Yeah. I mean, there's an old classic Satoshi Nakamoto quote there. You know, it's, it's like, if, you don't understand, like, I don't have time to convince you. I'm sorry if you don't get it or you don't understand, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's that, that's definitely. I wish true. I had, uh, I mean, I definitely had seen that quote, but I wish I had had it, you know, held it closer to heart for the first three months of the Miami onboarding because we did waste <laughs> a good, you know, it's, it, you know how those conversations go. Sometimes they add up to hours and you're just giving a free Bitcoin course to someone that might just take it and think about it in a year or two from now. Yeah. I and mean, speaking of like a year or two, I mean, Deloitte came out with a study that said that something like 75% of business owners plan to accept digital currencies such as Bitcoin in the next 24 months. Um, mm -hmm. So I just love seeing, you know, great products come out that make sure that these businesses are following through with that, you know, statistical plan, you know, that, that we have mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah, re really awesome. Love everything you guys are yeah. doing. And I just, another point is, you know, where we're going with Ibex pay, um, obviously, you know, direct integration to point of sales, toes, clover squares, all these guys. Yeah, that'll come. We know that'll come. Um, once those larger organizations see how many people are doing it, but our main focus is grassroots. Um, and that's back to finding the Johns in every city across America and giving them the tools they need to spread to their communities. We don't know a city as well as the people, you know, that are there on the ground. And if we can't have boots on the ground as a company in every city in the United States, it'd be a very large sales force and we're not quite there yet. Um, then we want to find the guys that will, will do, you know, spread the awareness for us and, and show how easy our solution is. So things like our ambassador program, um, which, you know, has been has been very successful and it's short short running so far about a month finding those guys that host the bitcoin meetups finding the guys that know the restaurants in their cities the first five bitcoin restaurants to sign up and and really spider webbing you know the the network effect of you know getting these places on board again via grassroots via the guys that believe in it and we really believe in that in that effect um, from the ground up and if you go ground up we know the top down will come yeah, and I think the education is super important, uh, the awareness, and that's why we started this podcast to specifically educate about the circular economy of Bitcoin and not just from a HODL perspective, which is great. It's also important. But I think people are starting to realize that it is an economy and the, the, the system we currently have is coming apart over time. 
And so have you noticed that the actual circular economy aspect of it becomes more front and center in people's minds? It's not just holding Bitcoin. It's also accepting, potentially spending, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this this whole loop, which um, of which Ibex plays a big role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there's especially after the last uh, few weeks uh, of what's going on in the market, um, it we saw a surprising uptick in interest for our solution. So even though Bitcoin is down and I think there was a lot of people that were scared away from everything else and, and have realized that, you know, Bitcoin may be the, the one true, <laughs> um, you know, at least for financial services uh, um, play. So we, we've seen an uptick of people wanting to do more education. And uh, John, again, you're just a, such a great example of, you know, how you turn your business into that circular economy by training your staff, having them read the Bitcoin books, understand what it means to, to not just hodl your Bitcoin, but also go out and spend it via lightning. Um, that's something that's a narrative that I don't know we need to, to switch, but, you know, it would be nice. I think a lot of people are just they only have the hodl mentality and they don't even realize that, yes, you can go out and, you know, spend via lightning and, and do these things. Um, you know, you have these diehard Bitcoiners that know very little about lightning. It's like, well, you got to got to pick up on that at some point. Um, but yeah, these these business owners, the whole you know protect against inflation is is something that we hear a lot. Um, we it's it's you know this hedge against inflation you hear it everywhere, but we've heard it directly from business owners that have come to it from their own realization of, hey, maybe we should do this. And again, that it's not like you know a hundred people a day are walking in and except you know wanting to spend Bitcoin right now. The masses aren't there yet, so it's a great way to to get in early and start adding a little Bitcoin to your treasury. Um, for the people that do come in and then teaching your, your, not, not just your, your restaurant, your staff, but your family and your community about what it means to accept Bitcoin payments. Yeah. And something that I experienced firsthand whenever I was approaching many business owners about accepting Bitcoin, uh, especially in like, say, 2021, uh, they were all seemingly concerned about, well, I guess the vibe I got is that they're already walking on eggshells with the staff they currently have, because it was really difficult to find employees, especially back in like 2020, 2021. Um, and they were just not willing or, or didn't think it would be so easy for their staff. Like they didn't want to add one more thing to their staff because that just might be the thing that makes the staff, you know what, I'm just going to take these mm -hmm. stimmy checks <laughs> and, and mm -hmm. hop on unemployment and get out of here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so may, having this be so easy and, and uh, you know, I know John is actually like, like I said, educating his staff, well, having them, you know, doing a book club, right, John? <laughs> like, Yeah, the, uh, the Bitcoin standards mandatory reading for all the staff members. So we get together, uh, we, we have a meeting it's technically a business meeting, but all we do is talk about Bitcoin and the implications of it. And, you know, uh, and, and, and I found that, that people that you speak truth to are far more loyal than otherwise. Seems simple, but it's, it's very true. And so uh, as the things we talked about previously start coming to fruition, like inflation and gas prices going up and food and all of these things, they start to see that it's true and it's real. Then they start stacking or they start looking into it. Uh, they get really interested and they start to feel like, okay, I'm in a place where people care about the community and our well-being. And, and they, it really builds this positive uh, feedback loop in staff. And so we have no problems retaining staff uh, and they work far more productive than they did in the past. It's it's really incredible. And we need to because otherwise it's very easy to get overcome by this wave of inflation, especially in the awkward period where the Bitcoin price is low, but we know that's all going to shake out. So we're just stacking. Yeah. And, you know, speaking to kind of the easy use again, not to belabor the point, but, you know, for that Bitcoin conference in, uh, in Miami last April or this past April, um, the the bartenders and again this is because so many people were there with their lightning wallets to spend in it but the bartenders are telling me like oh this is this is much easier than taking a card and you know waiting for even that even the tap you know even just doing the nfc tap you still have to wait a second and 
you know, so when people had their white lightning wallets ready to go and they had that instant, they were, the bartenders were all about it. They were loving it. Um, so it is truly uh, faster uh, in many senses, and especially signing, you know, getting the printing, the two pieces of paper and signing. And the difference is what people know and what people don't know, right? What they're comfortable with or not. But once they break that hurdle and, you know, they realize, wow, this is really just putting in two numbers and hitting charge. And the address is a big blue screen that pops up that says received. It's pretty much foolproof. So the, the user adoption, we haven't really heard any complaints on um, from the staff. Yeah. And the solutions out there are so flexible. You don't even need to spend your Bitcoin. I mean, that's kind of sometimes a, a bit of a hurdle. Well, I don't want to spend my stack. Well, you can easily use other solutions to spend, say, strikes Bitcoin. And then another big, uh, you know, hurdle that a lot of people have is the volatility. But if you think about it, uh, the volatility goes away after a few months of accepting Bitcoin because you basically dollar cost average on your way down if the price is going down and on the way up if it's going up. So you you end up just averaging out volatility, which makes it no volatility in a sense. Mm -hmm. And unless you're doing some big money movement type stuff with capital expenditures and this and that, it's really not an issue. And so I think the more educated people get about that, that you don't need to deplete your stack because you know it's going to be valuable down the road necessarily. You don't have to worry about volatility, but there's going to become a point where people wake up quick enough that they're going to scramble to be onboarded. But there's going to be a point where there's not enough people to onboard them and you're going to have basically service supply chain bottlenecks, right? So that's why people getting educated now and getting set up now and getting used to it are going to have an extreme advantage. Yeah. And Michael made a, uh, a good point earlier about, you know, the Deloitte article with 75 or 85% of all merchants the next few years going to be, I believe they will be accepting uh, digital payments. And I don't think the general market understands how much lightning or instant Bitcoin there currently is out there. Um, you know, you have Cash App, you have Strike, I mean, you have over, over 85 million active user wallets out there with lightning wallets where people have money and they're able to spend via an Ibex Pay terminal. It's 85 million people that I don't think people realize the number is that high. Um, and that's growing daily. I think uh, just lightning adoption in the last 24 months, uh, I don't want to misquote this, but it was, I think it was either 140 or two something. It, it was, it was, it was up there. It was, it's been, a, it's, it's growing rapidly. Um, so uh, yeah, that's where we, we would consider, you know, at Ibex, you know, we, we always say we're an open pasture. We're not a walled garden, right? We're, you know, Venmo to Venmo, Apple pay to Apple pay. It, it's these, these the kind of silos, you know, Ibex use, use whatever you're comfortable with. You know, if it's blue wallet, use your blue wallet. If it's cash app, because it's super easy and that's where you, dollar cost average and you have your daily buys go through and you know that's where you send used to send your your friends regular money and then then that's fine um strike is a, another great one you know the, a lot of people are you know there's there's enough space for everyone in this industry i would say um we are so early and the the adoption is is yet to to really hit that we we one of the things we give to all of our merchants is a a sticker that says lightning wallets accepted and it's got Exodus, Strike, Cash App, Blue, Moon. You know, we got the whole, you know, we got about 12 of them on there. And um, we, we want to promote whatever people are most comfortable with. And we, you know, we tell them these are the apps or these are the wallets that you can buy Lightning Bitcoin right off of. These are the ones that are more custodial, et cetera, et cetera. And, and um, that we allow the end user or our customer's customer to make that decision themselves. But our education doesn't just stop at our customer. We want our customers to be able to educate their clients. So our marketing doesn't just, or our sales effort or our educational effort doesn't just stop at our client. We want that to follow all the way through um, to to the you know the day to day person who's walking in to buy the taco. Yeah, absolutely. And um, all right, so let's say I'm the business owner. I am. Uh, I'm accepting Bitcoin. Uh, I receive. I don't know, like five payments in Bitcoin today and I need to like close my drawer. Um, you know, what do I have 
tools available to me to like, okay, what are my Bitcoin payments like for my managers, let's say, or how, how would that process go? I, mean, I guess really that's a question for either one of you guys. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go and I'll see if, uh, if how I think it works in a business, even though you know, our product, see if John, John can confirm. Um, but you know, all of our, uh, our, our Ibex pay homepage, they have a download to CSV file, right? And you can split that up in any date range, set a date range to a date range and get all your reporting out of there. And that will show you how much you charged in, uh, Satoshi's or Bitcoin, how much you charge in fiat or whatever the split is. And you'll get your complete breakdown there. There's no day end close you have to do in Ibex. So if no Bitcoin transactions occurred that day, your system remains open. Um, if you had Bitcoin transactions that day, again, your system remains open. There's no day end close. But what we uh, what we have our customers do is in their current point of sale system, um, they'll add an alternative payment type button. Um, usually they'll call it Ibex or BTC. So when they check out, just like you would select a gift card or credit card payment, uh, they hit the BTC and <clears throat> at that point, they create their, their IBEX invoice uh, and charge through. So when they run their day-end point-of-sale report from their, you know, their, their point-of-sale machine, whether Toast, Clover, or Square, they'll print out their CSV report from IBEX, and anything that says IBEX in their point-of-sale report, they'll match it to the IBEX report. As long as it equals out, you're good to go. John, did I get that right? You got it right. And I would just add that... For a business reconciling IBEX payments or Lightning payments uh, through the IBEX system, it is way easier than reconciling your cash. It's super easy. We download a CSV file, boom, boom, boom. It matches. It's all good. The only thing we're looking for is could somebody get sneaky and you know try to try to take some Bitcoin, but it's so obvious that the controls are just there. And controls are a huge part of this, and uh, and this is this is just now, you know. Once you're further down the integration pipeline with POSs, then that's not even going to be necessary, really. I mean, mm -hmm. we'll spot check it, but it's not. It, it's really almost. It would have to be a somehow the power goes out and your POS doesn't register it, and you take the lightning payment, and something crazy would have to happen for it not to just be one-to-one. -one. So um, our accountants are like, wow, this is easy. Our staff is like, wow, this is easy. And then the customer's like, oh, that's cool. That's way better than paying with dollars. So mm -hmm. it's it's a win-win-win. And uh, you know, I think that's another hurdle is businesses are like, well, how do I account for this? And I remember the first meetings with you guys, I was like, well, how do we account for this? And it's really not an issue because all of your prices are still denominated in dollars. And so it, it doesn't affect accounting whatsoever. It doesn't affect taxes whatsoever. It is simply a, a reconciliation like any other reconciliation, but much simpler. Yeah, I was uh, talking to a, a bar recently and the owner was, um, or the, the general manager, he was like concerned about the reconciliation process, you know, and I'm like, well, how does your reconciliation process normally go? And he's like, well, you know, we got to count the drawer and do the, oh, it's going to mess up our drawer. I was like, you don't have to count anything. You just click this little button, take the number, subtract it. Like I've done that. I was a server for a while. We had to do this with our tips and everything. It's super easy. Um, but additionally, you know, one of the counterpoints he made is that, well, we our point of sale actually passes down all of the payment processing fees to the consumer. So it's like as if like that's some great solution. It's like, oh, OK, so you enjoy like making your customer pay more than they otherwise should simply because you're wanting to you know, avoid the payment processing fee that Bitcoin and Lightning has already effectively solved. But, but you don't want to use this service uh because of a reason that's just patently false like so you know it, people will come uh come along as they go i guess maybe this rise is, is somebody that uh you know isn't quite ready <laughs> but uh over time yeah, he doesn't sound like he's quite <laughs> yeah. ready he he will he he is going to be accepting it. they will be accepting it uh, i have another meeting with them soon to get them finished set up but uh you know these are some of the conversations we have uh with Mm -hmm. some business owners that that particular uh argument is an important one to to kind of pull on because yes you can pass 
cost down to the consumer to the point to which they cannot afford it or to which you make yourself non-competitive to other businesses. And that point is coming like now because we have to pass enough other costs on to our consumers like cost of goods, cost of labor, cost of rising energy costs, transportation. So that's not an endless bucket of pass-throughs that you can just expect people to afford. So hmm. the 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 primary focus of ours is preemptive self-inflicted austerity on our costs and bitcoin gets us there and protects us from inflation on the other side of that coin too so i think it's really important that you know people need to follow the full thought all the way through that look like if if you're passing all these costs you're making yourself more expensive and you're going to lose business and to a point people are just not going to be able to pay it so this mm -hmm. is why people have to start thinking about efficiencies uh, to the max. And at the same time, this isn't just lowering costs, but it's protecting you from inflation on the other side as well. Right. I mean, and if maybe uh, your business are, has, you know, really small profit margins, like maybe you run a restaurant and, uh, you know, you got to do high volumes because your margins after you pay out all your staff and everything and all the rent costs and everything is really low. Uh, just being able to save like a couple percent might be like 20, 30 percent plus uh, adding to your profits. Uh, so, you know, you can either pass that down to the customer or you can, you know, arbitrage this legacy financial system and say, hey, like we're going to slowly just kind of we're going to have another payment method that is going to get us 20 or 30 percent increase in our profit margin. Uh, and it's better just across the board and it saves our customers money, too. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think the purchasing power aspect of it over time is really important. So if you have 20% inflation and you're running 20% profit, you're basically, you know, you're getting your currency units, but you're losing it on the purchasing power side. So if you do accept, uh, you know, sound money or Bitcoin that will then appreciate on the other side, you have that hedge to where, yeah, you may not be running profitably against inflation now, but as it starts to kick over, then you're going to you're going to regain that purchasing power and keep your business afloat. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I guess we'll kind of uh, get get wrapped up here. I think we're at about an hour or close to it at this point. Um, that went pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything else? I mean, <laughs> anything else? Any closing thoughts or I mean, we can keep riffing, too, but uh, any Closing thoughts. No, I, I, I something that John said earlier that I just picked up on was the, uh, you know, the, the beauty of lightning and and this the fail fail safe of, you know, knowing the transaction goes through and and that's that is the beauty of lightning versus say an on chain payment. Uh, we've and we we were talking with um, a uh, a point of sale or sorry a, a website. Uh, provider the other day and they're integrating bitcoin payments into their system and the whole on-chain thing came up so well, what if someone closes the browser and this and that and they they were like you know we just want to do lightning and they came to their own conclusion because of that the the, the instant nature of it that you know you you know when it goes through it's confirmed and it happens it is truly lightning which it's it's whatever cliche to say but it's it's lightning fast you know it's the speed of sound right. <laughs> quite not not quite but you know it's it's very very quick um, so, you know, again, for the Bitcoin conference, we processed almost, uh, two whole Bitcoin in, in four days and we didn't have one failed transaction. Um, we had some internet issues. We had to get a SIM card for where the Wi-Fi didn't reach in one or two locations, but as far as safety throughput, um, it all, it was all there. So, yeah, that's spectacular. Yeah. Um, I would just say, yeah, this is a fantastic solution. I use it uh, regularly as a Bitcoin evangelist, uh, running around town and sending out emails and uh, getting businesses set up. The setup is just so easy. It's so fast. Uh, the staff training is a breeze. Uh, you, your staff can actually share that Bitcoin payment terminal with other employees very easily. It's just, it's a web-based, it's a web URL. Um, and additionally, you just kind of uh, hinted at uh, an online business. I mean, you guys also have a WooCommerce uh, plugin 
And uh, I believe you'll be having some other plugins in the future to be able to connect or introduce, you know, lightning to your customers from an e-commerce website perspective. Absolutely. Yep. And from further on and online stuff as well. um, We have some more uh, product offerings for, you know, not just WooCommerce, but other sites as well. So yeah, that's, that's definitely so anyone, you know, wants to accept Bitcoin payments, you know where to send them now. Um, we're, we're open arms and uh, willing, willing and able to, to help anyone on their journey. And they're fun to work with. <laughs> we try to be. <laughs> and I, I got to thank my team and, and uh, the guys that work for me here in Miami and or work with me here in Miami and, and obviously our whole team um, down in Latin, Latam. Um, they've been incredible and we really, we really try to be that proof of work team and um, do what we say we're going to do, and and really have a very professional uh, relationship with all of our clients, and you know uphold these you know core values of of, of Bitcoin and doing what we say we're going to do. So um, we, we we want all of our partners to to also hold our values and and be that way. So it's, it makes for a pretty easy makes for a pretty easy relationship with our clients once everyone's values are in line. That's great. Yeah, I think I'll say it every episode. The Bitcoin community is incredible, super supportive. Um, and I think uh, I've never met a group of people that are as enjoyable to work with. And Ibex is no different. So uh, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure thank so you far. Guys, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming Talk on. Soon. Yeah, see you soon. <laughs>